deep podcast. Be very quiet. Kick back. Listen up. Subscribe, comment, and like. Pod Deep Podcast. Pod Deep. episode 42 we back pod deep podcast please like subscribe follow us feels good to be back feels good to hear that music y'all feels good yeah. to be back man say what's, what's up everybody what's up what's yo, up yo, 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 yo. feel good to be back feel good to be back so we back to our regular schedule program episode 42 regular schedule program we're gonna go hit some topics but we always started like we always do with the question of the day. All right, boys, here's the question. We back on OnlyFans. <laughs> that money getting low, so you back on OnlyFans, right? You, you agreed to do OnlyFans. You pulling in $500 a day doing OnlyFans. Quick math, that's $15,000 a month. You're making $15,000 a month doing your thing on OnlyFans. Okay, doing your thing on OnlyFans. As the month goes on, your first month goes on, you realize you only have males following you. Like you have no females following you. You only have males following you. You're doing everything on it. You you know, you get in the bag. You're doing you're doing everything. So you you shirtless, you doing some shit on OnlyFans. $500 a day, you realize you only got male fans, male followers, and you know what comes with followers, you start getting DMs from a whole male public. You need the money, you need the bread, you're making $15,000 a month. Do you keep doing it? <laughs> I'll go first. Yeah, I keep doing it. Uh, for five, you said five hundred per day. Five hundred a day. Yeah, I keep doing it. I ignore the messages and get the money. Yeah, I keep doing it. So, so you got you 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 getting you getting hit up by with private messages from me and inbox. You getting dick pics, dick you know, feet feet pics, <laughs> feet pics from me. Uh, five hundred per day. Say five twenty five hundred. Uh, a week, yeah, hey, I keep doing 15, it. You making about fifteen a month? I keep doing it. All right. Like, answer honestly. I, you know, think about it. If I'm resulting to being on OnlyFans and I'm getting that kind of bread, I'm not stopping. I don't care who on the other end pays. <laughs> okay, but you doing your thing on OnlyFans, like you, you shut up. Yeah, I do too. If I don't put in my mind to do all of that on OnlyFans, I'm not answering the 
Let's start. I'm going to spare somewhere. I ain't even looking at the DMs. But what if, <laughs> what are they getting on your OnlyFans? They telling you to do shit. You know what I'm saying? Whatever it is, if the five hundred coming in a day, and, and I'm already committed to being on it, I'm doing whatever they tell me to do on this OnlyFans. <laughs> on the camera. So you bending over and shit when they ask you to bend over and you you rubbing your chest, you rubbing uh, oil on your chest and shit. Okay, so that's right now. You said something different. You you twist it on gay porn. It's OnlyFans. You it's an interactive platform. And you got all men. Just like if just like you just like how men do women. It's all you got an all male audience. Once I find that out, uh, I got to do something else. (laughs) 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 But you in the bag, right? You in the bag, and let's just say you got six months of doing this to get out. You still you cutting you killing it after the first month? <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. He gonna be doing it all. Squeak, <laughs> <laughs> what you think, man? Man, I think I think that money gonna trap me. You know what I'm saying? I would hate to go out like that, but shit, you know. I have to keep going, you know, as, as much as I, I wouldn't like it. But like Ann said, if I program my mind like that, I wouldn't even thought that that uh, I would have been in my mind thinking, yeah, I'm getting all this money from the, from my female followers and stuff like that. It will alter it, but I'm making 15 a month. I ain't stopping shit, you know. I'm, I'm just, I'm, I'm not going to answer that shit, you know, the, the private messages, but I think I'm in it to win it, and I'm trying to, you know, bank as much as I can. <laughs> What's the difference between that and ugly bras? It's a bra. To me, it's it's a bra. It's, it's, it's definitely a difference. A broad and a male. I'm a hell no. I'm. I gotta find another way. I, me, <laughs> I gotta find another way. I mean, I get it. I made the decision to start doing it. But in my mind, I'm thinking I'm gonna be the women gonna be, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Mm-hmm. I find out I got nothing but men, men following me. I got nothing but men giving me, you know, to each their own. But I got nothing but men <laughs> texting me, <laughs> sending me pictures. They on the live on the OnlyFans live telling you to do different shit. Hello on the slash. I'm out. I, I ain't fucking with it. I, I'm, 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 I can't do it. I, I, I can't do it. Okay. You put that thought to it. You already knew what it was before you started. I thought I knew what it was. I thought it was going to be a, a gang of women. I thought. But I didn't know. So I thought I knew I thought what I knew. I mean, you put so y'all, y'all hear my answer? As far as we know, I hear your elaboration, but we the answer was no, right? 
No. Even if you had to do it for six months to get out of that. No. <laughs> Fuck no. There's no. There's no way you can dress this shit up. I'm not doing it. <laughs> I can't program my mind to be like, oh, I ain't worried about it. It's just niggas. They they telling me to rub my chest and do all this. I can block that out. I can't. So, <laughs> so the nigga, Walmart, you know, showing so you if I can't tell you to start twerking for him, you gonna do it. <laughs> now I need you to hit that cash off or whatever the button means. <laughs> I put this way: the way you put it, I'm in desperate need financially. I get it. So at that point, my mind is different. I'm trying to figure out, and all we doing is something over the video. We ain't no contact or nothing. I, I got to end. I, I need to get this bread, and then I'm done. Nope, it's too many jobs out there. You probably only doing thirty. You probably doing ten to fifteen minutes worth of work, and you making fifteen a month. You ain't gonna no find man. nothing. No man. You ain't gonna find nothing that's that's going. And I and I don't have to take kids. If, if somebody get too crazy, I'll be like the clown. I ain't doing that. Yeah, <laughs> I I get it, but it's just regular stuff. You know, it ain't it ain't nothing. It ain't nothing crazy. They ain't asking you to have sex on camera, but they might want to see you with your shirt off. They might want to see you in your underwear. <laughs> I think when it's out your out your your comfort zone, you just tax them if you desperately. Yeah. You just tax them. You want to see me without my shirt? Two fifty. Two fifty. Four four fifty to see my toes. You just put it out regular. If they beat that price, you you know what it is. Like shit, I, I can't keep doing this shit now. You know they got me out of my comfort zone. You niggas five minutes away from sucking a dick. <laughs> nah, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> not at all. Y'all five nah, minutes away, man. Two away, man. So we got three people. Three that's three that's in it to win it. <laughs> and two that ain't gonna do it. I, I can't. I, I can't with, I'm with you, all right. I'm with you. All right, man. All right, that was the question of the day. Let's keep it moving. All right, so special ed. I got it made. He's in the news. He's in the news for a quote that he made. The quote was, NWA brought age, brought an age of destruction to the youth. Um, we we, we kind of talked about this a little bit in our group chat, but I guess kind of wanted to get you guys' opinions on it. Uh, I'm going to start with you. How did that quote resonate with you? You think it's fair? You think it's unfair? What's your thoughts on it? So my my, my thought is that you know when, when I think about NWA, and I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest with the whole perspective of thing. NWA really had three damn albums. You know, two albums as a group. They were never really on the radio until you know uh, Express Yourself. So they never got the marketing ability like Special Ed is trying to say. You know, saying where they were being played everywhere. You know, in our age range, we were probably like maybe were we about 12, 13, 14 or maybe 11 when, when NWA possibly dropped. So we either heard it from our older siblings, cousins, whoever had it. 
We weren't seeing it on national videos or anything of that nature, but we what we were probably hearing it is as we walked around the neighborhood, we probably heard it through the cars and stuff like that being played. You know, and, and it's violence in every city from, from the East Coast to the Midwest to the South to, to the West Coast. So anything that they were rapping about, it wasn't, it wasn't like they were introducing anything that, that we didn't know about. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? And there are other artists that were out there Rapper Rough, Coogee Rap was an artist that was a hardcore rapper. Uh, Boogie Down Production was a hard. They start criminal minded that first album. That wasn't no bubblegum type of, of rap. It was out there. But but what Luke did, he's the first artist to put the explicit lyrics uh, sticker on on the album. Without that, you get none of the hardcore gangster rap. You know, you had Ice T out there. You had uh, uh, Schoolie D from from Philly. So, now I, I don't agree with Special Ed. I think what Special Ed had a problem with, he had a problem with that bubblegum type of rap that I like from him was hard to follow when the reality rap came. It was, it was hard for him to do it, but it really shouldn't. He should have just kept doing what he was doing because NWA lacked the, the radio promotion. They lacked the video promotion of other, uh, of other rap groups and stuff like that and how they became successful. It's just a blessing because everything that you would want as an artist, they were not given. They were not given those major platforms and stuff like that and stuff. So for them to even be mentioned and even inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, you know, they broke a lot of barriers. Yeah, where they they were speaking on what was going on in the neighborhoods. They didn't introduce game banking into hip hop by no means, in, in my personal opinion. They were just talking about, you know, F the police, whatever, whatever. Just stuff that we all knew about, you know what I'm saying, in my opinion. And I'm a fan of NWA, and I'm a fan of Special Ed, you know, Special Ed stuff like that. So I totally disagree with, with his comments towards NWA and how he tried to say Wu-Tang is for the kids. Wu-Tang is doing the exact same thing NWA is doing from an East Coast perspective. They made one kid's anthem song that I know of, you know, and that's, that's my spill on it. So... Before I go, before I bring the rest of the group in, you know, he really made a, uh, he said brought the age of destruction. And y'all minds, y'all think it was a dip? Do y'all think that was East East Coast? Was it more, uh, was it more message? Was it more philosophy versus West Coast gangster rap? Or was it, did you hear, did you hear like the gangster kind of shit? From East Coast, or was East Coast just more like a message, like KRS One, you know that kind of stuff? Was it more, I guess, political versus gangster rap at first? And that's, and that's the difference. Or, they had, they had hard, like just Ice had was hardcore. Schooly D was was I mean not Schooly D. Scholar Rock was 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 a uh, crew. They got killed. Okay. All right, Rob, what's your thoughts on that on special ed? Uh, you know, New York niggas are some of the most hating ass, bitter ass motherfuckers that, that you run across. Um, like if 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 any if if you don't do it in New York, then it's like it's not legit in their eyes. Yeah. So I get a little bit of that. Like, um, special ed ain't the only New York rapper or New York per- yeah, New York rapper who feel this way. It's a lot of it's a lot of New York rappers out there that feel like NWA um fucked hip hop up or some shit. Um 
But no, I don't. I don't think. I don't agree that they brought about the the destruction of our youth. I mean, I think the government. Uh, I think the government did that. You know, in the seventies, sixties, when they you know start taking the black father out of the homes. You know, mm -hmm. uh, so now you got single parent moms raising these kids. To me, that fucked up the youth right there. Not NWA. Um, it's just hate. I mean, hip hop. They did they change hip hop? Of course. Um, they brought a different perspective. They they brought the West Coast. Well, they put the West Coast on the map, and, and to me, in a sense, they put the the Midwest on the map too, because we identify we we identify more with what NWA talking about than than what East Coast niggas talking about. Like we don't know nothing about trains and. Wearing one pants leg up and all that shit. Like, we don't know nothing about that shit, but we know about dicky suits, you know what I'm saying, and, and dope band Nikes. So, to me, they just, it's just more New York hate and just, just being bitter. Like, they never really got over the fact how the, how the West Coast took hip-hop from them. Like, I don't think they ever really get, ever got out of their feelings over that. Good point. Jay, what you think? Uh, let me try a different approach. So, I guess this is a group question. So as kids, I don't think their gimmick, like their hardcore gimmick, really lasted that long. I don't really think people really took them seriously enough to, like, go out and physically do anything. I think it was just people just liked their image and, you know, liked the music at the time, which was just a reflection on what was happening in the world. Anyway, it's not like they made these songs and then ignited some riot or some movement. It was just like a reflection of what was already happening. So, yeah, yeah I disagree with him. It, it's Generally, that's to me, that's what music is. When you hear a song, it's just a reflection or a story or a point of view by something that already happened in the world. So the, the music isn't really, to me, it can influence people to do certain things, but I don't think it's influencing the masses. So, so for me, yeah, I disagree with that uh, special way comment also. Okay. Yeah, what you think? You can't, you can't name one song. You can't name one song that they did that says "Cripple Blood." Right. It's true. It's true. I think I, I, I'm gonna just a little bit like Jay. I believe this is me. They told the truth, but it's a copycat kind of lead a world. And I believe they inspired more people to start rapping more gangster style. That's what that's the part why I think Special Ed is, is touching off. They was the pioneers to it. They seen success where they got people in the streets like NWA. So they got their fame, they start getting it. More people start copying this type of rap. And then it start become more popular. Then you started getting where you rapping about stuff that you didn't do. That was NWA. So then niggas felt like they had to do the stuff to rap about it. And that's where I that's why I think he's coming on at NWA started that Dre, you ain't no damn gangster. You a studio gangster. You ain't put in the work. Then it's like, so now it's like you got to put in the work to rap about it. Otherwise, you just that, and that's the part where it started. Our generation stopped believing it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, yeah. 
Yeah. They started believing me. Like, I can't just go and make music and talk about it. No, I got to bit and actually did it. And that's when it started getting kind of crazy. And they start, people start doing the stupid stuff that they trying to rap about so they can just say, well, I did it too. No, 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 no. I mean, it's in the music. I just believe. I can't put it on the music because long before NWA started rapping, motherfucking game bangers from LA was going to these other cities in the dope game, you know, bringing dope to, to the Midwest, to the South. You know what I'm saying? That's the shit that, that that's what ignited gangs and, and shit. Not not NWA. I'm not saying NWA started the game banking, but they blew it up. They made it cool to be how? how when they how when they never said Cripple Blood in any of their songs. No no no. They they never never no game it was about a lot of people wanted to rap and they felt like in order to be a gangster rapper, you got to be a gangster first. So you have people out there just doing stuff willy nilly like I gotta be a gangster to be a gangster rapper. For so, me to be authentic. So before NWA, before NWA was like uh, fuck the police, of course, but was was the word whole bitch prevalent in hip hop music? Like was it was it that prevalent in, in hip hop music? Do y'all think so? Yeah, too too sure. Too short predates NWA. Yeah, but I mean, but that's, that's, what I'm saying. that's close though, right? 80 but every days. every song he ended with "bitch." He Man, he I went just... on to, he went on tour with Easy E and stuff like that. You had you had Ice T, you had King T. Those are West Coast guys that speaking about their neighborhood. And then you got Just Ice. You got you got um, Craig, not Craig G, but uh, uh Coogee Rap. Yeah, okay. nothing nothing bubblegum about Coogee Rap. I get it, but who put it on the stage for everybody to see? I think is what Special Ed is thinking. Like who who was big enough to reach the masses? Anyone mm. was really big was big enough to reach the masses. Why? Too short, right? No, I think that's what he's saying. It, it, they were big enough. All that was underground rap before. No, that's it, that's exactly what it is. NWA is an underground group, and then you got the Ghetto Boys that's coming from Houston because they're around the same time as NWA. It, it just became the culture because you got public enemy. They speaking positive. They not they not rapping about nothing gangster, right. and they're not as big as they should have been. You got X Clan. They're not as big as they they should have been. But you got positive. a bunch of positive, positive rappers that's not blowing up. You know what I'm saying? NWA is not even getting played on the radio. All all their videos wouldn't get played. But but the but the point is, I, get, I understand that. But the point is, it was so generic. It was not generic. It was so. Um, uh, it captured, it wasn't big, but they made it so big. Like, NWA blew up because they were so controversial, right? They blew up because fuck the police. They blew mm -hmm. up because they had, like, superstar front men. They blew up because they used bitch holes. I think what he's saying is that that became prevalent in music when they came in. He, they brought, even though it was there, but they I think it's popular to the masses. I think that's what especially they're saying. They made it popular to the masses. So that's true. 
You can't deny that. They did. I think, how, 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 can, how can you make it popular to the masses when your song is not being played? If you compare NWA to MC Hammer, which one is bigger? MC, MC Hammer. Exactly. Because his ass was on the radio. He sold more records. And his ass had videos. NWA was strictly underground. The point is, how they were, but how did they become so big? Because because word of mouth. Because in, right. in, our, in our age group, you couldn't go to the store and purchase NWA album at our when age. When, when, they got, when, they, when they got, uh, when the police, you know, tried to arrest them, that blew their street cred all the way up. Not everybody knew they was gangsters. And it made oh. I, I just think it was more like they brought on to make it cool to be gangsters and then made it to where people want to be uh, make it true. Like they didn't want to be fake gangsters. So I think they introduced I think they are they should be credited for introducing reality rap. Because what was going on in the streets, nobody was rapping about it. And and you can't say that, that New York is this peaches and cream type of city. It was ran by drug dealers. So the rappers were being extorted in New York, whereas in California, the rappers in California were being extorted by the gang members. In the South, the, the gangsters in the Midwest, they had that on lock. So every city had, had some real shit going on with it. You know what I'm saying? But the, but I think his point is nobody, would, nobody knew that until N.W.A. exploded and he brought that on. We, you know, we knew it because we grew up in the city. We know what's going on. But I think his point was it, it, it wasn't a known thing until NWA came in and what he said ruined the ruined the country, ruined the culture, or brought destruction to the youth. So, but newsflash, he already then took a step back off that. He already said his words were misrepresented, misrepresented. So he already backpedaling from that because I guess some of the LA rappers just start killing them about it. So, so you, if you that, that, that's if weak you on his point. In the, on that the, shit. In the history of rap, rap is not the same. So that I feel with God. You said it, stand on it. Yeah. I ain't saying it because some. I mean, the letters are taking the money. He might have been high. They got him high, and he just changed his mind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know they, how they, you know they change how encouraged you have to I be to, to come out with a song, fuck the police, and perform it and, and be threatened to get off the stage. Like they they deserve to be the trendsetters. You know what I'm saying? Even even coming behind Run DMC, you know who who the East Coast was more about the party. But as as we started getting older and their, our lives started changing, we kind of catered towards reality rap more so than party shit. Because definitely. It, it was their life. I can't. You can't discredit them. Right. That's the life that they live in in L.A. That's the that's the life they live. They they getting pulled over by the cops. They getting beat by the cops, and they letting you know about it. So mm-hmm. I think they were speaking their truth. So that's why I agree. That's why I disagree with Special Ed. I right. thought he had a good idea what he was talking about. I kind of understood it, but you can't you can't tell me what my truth is. I'm gonna go out <laughs> and I'm gonna rap. <laughs> What's important to me? Mm-hmm. So I'm getting my ass whooped by police. You know, I, I'm gonna talk about it. But what I, but but one thing I keep getting hung up on, I I really believe the West Coast introduced into the mainstream 
calling women bitches and hoes is what I think. That's a person. That's my personal opinion. I think that's true. I think you know they brought the destruction and the the disrespect, the disrespect of women is what I think. I think they did. So okay. that's my personal I mean, opinion. KRS One calls uh, Roxanne Shante what what he, he degraded her in the song. Yes, that's like eighty six. Yeah, yeah. Huh? two live crew. Two live crew was a battling type of form, though. They was rapping, you know. They was battling. That was kind of like a battle, right? KRS yeah, Roxanne Shante is only good for steady fucking. Right. Yeah, that's what said. Yes, but it was all in rap context, right? It was a, it was, it wasn't just him calling her out. They had rap beef, right? I she never said nothing like that about him, though. And she was a minor. I think she was talking. I, I don't know the whole story, but I just think that was a. I think that was a. That was a. That was an issue between them two that they that they ended up on wax with. But NWA, I mean, that's what two. That's they just hold busy. You know, that's what they did. So, you know, that was cool. Uh, any last thoughts on that? Hating ass East Coast niggas, man. Now. <laughs> hey, ass East Coast niggas, they they kill me with this hip hop and like it's so pure and all that shit, nigga. It, it's all kind of it was all kind of shit going on, man. So yeah. so let me ask this to, to everybody: Do y'all think that he was right when he said Wu Tang made album for the kids, made music for the kids? Fuck no. That? Yeah, he said that. Fuck no. 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 What about you? No, no, was it ODB? Uh, yeah. Rush the stage and stuff, yeah. and was saying Wu Tang is for the kids and all that shit. And, and they take that, they take that, and keep saying that. I, I'm, I'm thinking that's an inside joke because we know for a fact they never had one kid anthem. Shit. No, I'm trying to. I don't remember none. Yeah. Right. So, so where you get off? That, that lets you know he had to be high then. Mm-hmm. He, he had to be high. <laughs> I don't know. All right, cool, guys. All right, let's move on to the next topic. All right, after 27 years of being an unsolved crime, <laughs> the Las Vegas cops think they figured out who killed Pac. <laughs> so, Dwayne Keith D, Dwayne Keith D, y'all might know a little bit more about him. Keith, Keith D. Keith D. The nigga 60. <laughs> but after 27 years, they think they got him. What's your thoughts on this? J-Rock, we're going to start with you. What's your thoughts on this, man? Uh, this guy had been doing interviews for like 10 years or more, basically saying he was in the car. He handed the gun to his nephew. His nephew was the guy who allegedly killed him. Uh, his nephew's name, Orlando Anderson. Um Baby Lane Orlando Anderson. So he was telling the story about how he, they pulled up on Tupac and should, um, if Tupac would have pulled up on his side of the car, he would have shot Tupac. But they pulled up on the opposite side. So he handed the gun to his nephew. His nephew shot him. Now, he had immunity in Los Angeles. That's why he felt comfortable telling the story over and over again, you know, on podcasts. But he didn't have the, the murder happened in Las Vegas. So this fool told the story for 10 years. Basically, he wrote a book about it also. Jesus Christ. Basically saying he was an accomplice to murder. 
and he figured he was clear because uh, L.A. gave him immunity while they were um, investigating the Biggie murder. They happened to come across him. They weren't, weren't even investigating the Tupac murder. They were working on the Biggie murder, and then they you know, caught him selling drugs and brought him in, and basically he snitched on everybody. <laughs> but, you know, he messed up. He kept telling the story, moved back to Vegas. Vegas reopened the case. And they have him, you know, on, on the internet basically saying he passed the gun to the guy who killed him, which makes you liable, makes you, you know, an accessory to murder. In some states, you're, you're just as guilty as the guy who committed the murder because you, you know, gave him the gun to commit the crime. Yeah, he messed up. So I'm sure we'll get to it. I'm going to cut you off. I'm sure we'll get to it. But I want to talk. I want to know whether or not you guys think Diddy will get pulled into this. So that's that's definitely a piece. So I guess the guy, what what was the reason for him moving to uh, Las Vegas? Probably was cheaper, cheaper yeah. than California. Oh my god! Oh my god! Uh, I, I, don't think, I don't think the they got anything on Diddy. It's, everything is just hearsay unless they can produce that me that uh that that million dollars or was it, no was it a hundred thousand. Half of it, five hundred thousand. Five hundred, unless they can get a bank receipt for that five hundred thousand. Um, I don't see how they can. You know, it's just it's all just hearsay. So they saying that Diddy was part of it. Get he he lined it up. Is that what they saying? That the rumors. So, so he put so apparent supposedly allegedly he had put a bounty out. You know, on on death row chains, right? Ten thousand dollars. So that's kind of why. Um, the, the incident happened in the mall out there where one of the dudes got they chain snatched, and that's how the whole thing jumped off in in, in Vegas when they was um you know stomping out dude because the whole chain thing. But so, uh, so apparently or allegedly, Diddy um was gonna pay the Southside Crips to kill Suge and Pac or Suge and Tupac, you know, one of them. He, he supposedly he was gonna pay them like five hundred grand to do it. Gotcha. So when it happened, um, allegedly he made a phone call to um, one of the Southsiders. I can't remember if it was if it was Keefe D directly, but he asked, "Was that us?" When 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 Tupac got shot, he asked him, "Was that us? Was that us last night?" You know what I'm saying? So it's all hearsay and all that. And there's another guy by the name of uh, uh, Eric Von Zip. Is a um, he's a gangster out of New York. He was cool with Diddy. He was cool with Keefy D. So matter of fact, Keefy D got the gun from Eric from Von Zip. Is is what he, the story he's telling. Damn. He got the story. He got the gun, and that's who is <laughs> crazy. That's who they say got the five hundred K. From wow. Okay. So when we say that out loud, does that make any sense to any of you all? What do you mean? A guy from New York brings a gun to Vegas for a guy that comes from California, and they drove. Does that make any sense to you, any of you all? And they gangsters, they 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 game bangers. Do that? Do that make any sense to any of you all? That they got a gun from New York from a so, guy that's from New York. That don't make sense to me. Exactly. That don't make sense to me. All that shit is a lie. 
All that shit is a When you know, like, the details. So, uh, Ronnie just said, Von Zip was friends with Diddy and friends mm -hmm. with Crips. So, they knew each other. Mm-hmm. How, like how can Zip get a gun from New York on an airplane to Vegas? Sometimes you buy a gun when you get in town. Yeah, Jerry. Like you, you know, buy a gun when you get in town. Word on the street, Kiffy D was selling selling keys of cocaine. They gonna come with guns. Okay, but it was a different. Like, wasn't it a different? Can you? Can, you could probably get. You could probably get through with a gun back then, couldn't you? You had to learn how to break it down. You have to. You have to take it apart and put it in different luggage. You can get it that way. But but just bringing a straight pistol through the through TSA, hell no. Nah. But if you a gangster, I mean, but but living that lifestyle, like if you go somewhere, you know somebody that can get you a strap if you need. Yeah. Like yeah. it's Vegas, so, man. Vegas is dirty. But, but Jared, you driving your car, y'all gangsters. When are you not hey, with your that's, what you that's what I want to get, want to get back to. Okay, so I've been listening to this story for years. So Keefy D told all this story. All, this, all the, the details you're talking about. He's saying they, when they drove up from California, they didn't want to bring drugs and guns because they knew they were crossing the border. So they were trying to play it safe. And he said, you know, they didn't go to Vegas looking for trouble. They were just going to the fight. So, they, you know, they weren't going strapped up looking for a problem. Hmm. So, you know, sometimes when you go to a different state, you want to be clean. You don't want to take no chances. So, so Hughes, are you thinking that this guy ain't guilty? What are you thinking? Are you thinking I'm that thinking this? He, I, I'm thinking he lying. I know he he, he lying. So oh, what? Him and Keefe D and Suge play football together as kids. They personally know each other. They they have a relationship with each other. Right after that murder, he reached out to to he reached out to to them to to have Orlando testify for him, so that Suge wouldn't go back to jail. And this is allegedly after they shot him in Vegas. Orlando took the stand and said, Suge was trying to uh, help me and get the other guys up off me. Now, they, now this guy just allegedly shot at you. And damn near he damn near killed, he killed Tupac, right? But, but he hit Suge in the head. So this shit ain't making sense by no means. But that, 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 that's a different lifestyle, though, uh, Squeak. No they, they, they live by a different code. And he and he offered him. He gave him sixty grand to do it. So it ain't like he just said, "Hey, come do me a solid," and and testify. He gave the nigga sixty thousand dollars to do it. But shit, think about it, Rodney. Like shit, we fucking selling keys of cocaine. We don't need your money. It's on between us. Orlando, Orlando, who's selling keys of cocaine? Keefy D. He, but Orlando was a shooter. He wasn't. He wasn't selling. He was just a game baby. He so, wasn't. He, he wasn't. If, you wouldn't feel like that would be a setup coming from a motherfucker that you just shot at? How's this a setup? Shit, I, I would if, if we just had some street beef and you talking about you gonna you gonna slide me some money, man. I ain't coming nowhere near your ass. You sliding some money so we can all stay out of jail. What, what was Orlando going to jail for? Because he, he went he to testify on his behalf. That's how it went, Rodney. Right? Yeah. He because because Suge, Suge was facing a parole violation That's from it. the yeah. from, from the fight in the MGM, right. so he gave Orlando sixty grand to say uh, Suge wasn't kicking him. He was just trying to you know stop everything. So to me, it says more about Suge than it says about anybody anything else. It's like yeah. like this nigga don't give a fuck. Like he just hey, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. You killed my partner. You killed my 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 number one. But shit, I gotta stay out of jail. So look, here, take this sixty, this sixty racks. Say this and that. That's just them niggas live by that nigga live by a different code, man. It, I got you. a question. I got a question. I thought I heard back back when when it happened that it was an inside job that should set all this up. Because to me, it sounds like it's an inside. All the people flying from L.A. or driving from, from New York down there, you sure wasn't an inside job by sure. You ain't going to be in the car, Ed. <laughs> Why not? You're not going to be in the car. <laughs> let me sign this one up. And then we, I don't know if you want to move on or not. When it comes to that sports shit, sometimes I got to fall back. But the rap shit is my category. Me and Rodney, <laughs> me and Rodney have this one. Just trust us. What we're saying is right. Now, come on now. Now, listen, listen. The reality is. <laughs> now, look, there, 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 there was another caveat thrown into this now. Um, and, I mean, it's not necessarily tied to Keefe D. But there is, there was a, there, there's a transcript floating out there of, uh, a Southside Crip who tells a story that it wasn't even Orlando that did the shooting. They said it was Big Dre, allegedly. Right. Which, you know, if Orlando's on the passenger side, now he got to reach over, over, uh, you know, over this cat to shoot. Whereas he's right there on the driver's side, you know, he got the, you know, he, he right there. Yeah. So, there's there, there's a transcript out there of a Southside Crip who who testified that that um Big Dre is a shooter and not Orlando. Who was it? So who was the target? Was it anybody? It was a shooter. Was it Tupac? Was who was the target? Tupac. Tupac. Tupac was the target. Okay, I got you. Tupac. All right. I, I don't think people realize that in 2023 there's two witnesses. There's Shug and there's Keefe D. And Shug, this shit could have been solved. In 96, if he would have just cooperated, because he's the only person outside of Keefe D that really knows and can identify the damn shooter. He ain't gonna never. Hey, that, now that's the code, how right? They ain't, they don't, they don't fuck around like that. They ain't gonna talk like that. They ain't gonna talk for nothing. I don't know. Like, I'm new to this whole Keefe D situation. I ain't used to a motherfucker just because from, from what I was reading, this motherfucker couldn't keep his mouth closed. You know, he just he kept rapping about it, kept talking yeah, he, about it. He thought he had immunity. He well, well, what they they call it a proffer deal. Yeah. So it's not immunity. So, um, yeah, he it's just. Let's let's ask. How, could, hold on. Rob, how did he get that? Why did they give him immunity or proffer deal, whatever they call it? Well, because they caught him on on drug charges. They caught him on some separate shit. So while so you know, yeah, I guess that was his way of being like, "Hey, y'all got me on this, but hey, I'll tell you about who killed Tupac." If you, right. you know, if y'all interested in knowing about that, yeah. so so let's take a let's take a poll. You all think he going to jail? You know I mean not going to jail? You think he'll be uh, you think he'd be convicted? I yes, he's, he's, he's a clear he's a he's a clear accessory to a murder. Yeah, and that's and that and that state and that's against the law, right? I mean. That's yeah, yeah. I think he's going. You know, just, only- just from his book and just from his interviews, right? Because no, no evidence, no gun, no witnesses that saw him. Just his word against everybody else, right? Yeah. 
He basically told on himself. All his own words. It's almost like a, a self-admission uh, of it. Uh-huh. Okay. Would yeah, you I, rather I, I, think, stage, so I was high. But I think, uh, <laughs> you know, since he go, he's 60, he might as well go and see if he can get if he can get Diddy uh, caught up in it, though. He might as well That's go ahead. And, yeah. He can do it again. He can do it again. That's what I was thinking. You say, mm -hmm. hey, you want this one or you want me? I can give you Diddy. Mm. I, I don't think there's no way he can get Diddy. Mm. No, because uh, like I said, unless you find that check, it's all hearsay. Yeah. And, so you, it's quick. You think he? You you think you think he ain't do it? You think he? he you think he didn't do it? I honestly think he the shooter, and I think he, he didn't he, tell he him. Yeah, I think he didn't tell on Big Dre because Big Dre was still alive at the time. So he put he pinned it on uh, he pinned it on his nephew. Okay. No, nah, the other guy was alive. The driver was alive. Dre okay. was alive too. Dre died. That Dre died either. He died like 2015. What is it? Two. We two twenty three. Yeah, and that when that and that when it came out, the confession. Uh, I don't know. I thought I thought the driver was the only, was the one that was alive. At the time of uh, when he, when he did it, okay. I thought that I thought the confession came out at that time. So wasn't it Orlando that got killed first, and then mm -hmm. I thought it was Orlando the driver, then Big Dre, then uh, uh, man, wow. So all right. So how is how will it, how is it going to end? Is dude going to jail, or is that how it's going to end? Is that, that 27 years? Is that how it's going to go in? This guy going to take the rap? He going to jail? That's what y'all think? I think he going to jail for some shit that everybody already was had solved, and it, which is okay. stupid. Mm -hmm. Like nah, there was no mystery. There was I, no. There's was, no. There's no mystery around who who killed Tupac. I would. I would say that because in 1996, I didn't know who them dudes was on camera. I didn't know who Orlando was. I hadn't heard that. I was still under the impression. The government killed Tupac. No, I'm not talking 1996. I'm talking 2023. There is no mystery around who killed oh, yeah. Tupac. So mm -hmm. he, so he finna go down for some shit that everybody already knew. And the thing is, he was in the car that it, where it happened. That so he by fault becomes a guilty person, no matter who pulled the trigger, right? Right. Yeah. You're right. All right. Cool. All right. That's enough. We, we're gonna have to revisit this Tupac. Again, once the uh, once all the dust settle and they and they give these guys some time, we'll revisit it. All right, moving on to this next topic. All right, Darius Cooks. Darius Cooks is a food critic, a national food critic. He goes around. He um, he's he's he's, he's kind of a semi-successful businessman. He's got uh, cookware. He's got a. a, a a bunch of followers on uh, Instagram, a bunch of followers on Facebook. He does these shows where he sells out, where he cooks for people. So he's a really uh, a known, uh, a known blogger, a known uh, social media person. Recently, he's been doing these tours of these cities where he would go and do reviews of black restaurants. And what made me bring this up to you guys is that he was recently in St. Louis. And he just kind of murdered these black businesses. Uh, 
I mean, he really just murdered him. He, uh, I mean, he, he really killed some businesses based on his, you know, everybody, based on what everybody think of him. So my question for you guys is, black man who's, who's got successful doing a business, now going around killing other black businesses, how do y'all feel about that? Is that fair? Is that something that he could do? Or what's your basic feeling on that? And I'm going to start with you. Well, I will first ask the question, does he give the good businesses their props? Like, is it always all negative? Or do he give the good businesses, black businesses, their props? From my, from my looking at it, he's tough. Like he's tough. He don't. He he grows on a he he grows on a really hard scale. But he does when he finds a place he likes. He does give it. He does give it good reviews. But I heard he's ultra tough. So I guess yes, he'll give you your props if it passes his stringent uh, criteria. Okay. So for me, it's valid. Everybody ain't gonna, you know, he is speaking his truth. And he has a following. He goes around just like, don't nobody want him to say everything is good. And then you go there and be like, man, that was kind of whack. You feel good. He said it on his truth. He like, if I say it's good, you can almost bank it. Mm-hmm. And that's what he's saying. So, I feel like it's valid. And restaurants, you're not going to please everybody. Some some people going to like it. Some people ain't. Okay. All right. Jerry, you got any thoughts on it? Yeah, yeah. I'm not familiar with the, the uh, Darius Cooks, but I just did a quick Google search. You know, I have to lean on it being bad. It may be, may even be true, but, you know, sometimes people need time to figure out recipes and customer service and layout of a restaurant and some people you know start a restaurant they put their last savings all of their life savings into a restaurant and they're just yeah. trying to you know own be their own boss and trying to figure it out so i don't think uh reviewing them giving them negative ne- giving them negative reviews if it later causes them to lose business is a is a good thing to be doing you know just for instagram likes but you know, mm-hmm. a restaurant reviewer. So you open to the public. So you're you're up for uh, to be scrutinized. But one other thing, him bad mouthing you know black owned businesses. If you do a quick search on him, he has a bunch of complaints. Yes, about people buying cookbooks and cookware and tickets to his sh- live shows and you know not getting getting what they pay for. So how can you mm-hmm. bad mouth black businesses when you are a black man, which you are a black business? You're giving people alleged, you know, bad service. So and that's the rub. That's the, I think that's the rub right there. Go ahead. What do you think, Hugh? I, I think it's I think I think what he's doing is is, is total bullshit. You know, I, I'm a guy who uh, on my downtime, I love watching the Food Network. I love watching diners and drive-ins and uh, dive. I think is what I call. Sorry, I never hear guy shit on anybody like that. I, all the food he's tasted everywhere he's been, I've never heard him say, "Oh, that's that that shit horrible right there." I've never heard him say that. There's there's better things you can do with your time 
than than to put another business down. You know what I'm saying? You could you could give a review like, hey, this is a this is a nice hopping spot and stuff like that. You can talk to the chef to the side, like. I'm just letting you know, hey, I, I, if I was you, I would try this uh, recipe. I would add this season right here. This is another way I would cook it, blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? Everybody has different taste buds. I'm a guy who I don't like a lot of salt on my stuff. I don't cook with salt, really. You know what I'm saying? So if you take my opinion on something, you may not, you may, you may feel like I know what I'm talking about, but my taste buds are, are connected directly to me. You know what I'm saying? What I feel like he's doing is... I feel like it's bogus, you know what I'm saying? It's it's hateful. You know, I seen him do a review on Hurl's chicken. He ate, he put all this sauce on there, ate a French fry, and was talking about, yeah, that's that's authentic Hurl. Man, all you ate was a French fry. Mm-hmm. You ain't eating no chicken, you ain't eating none of this. Uh-huh. And, and and you bragging and ripping and raving how it is. Man, that he too saucy for my 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 taste, you know. I, I don't feel like what he's doing is constructive. You know, I I don't have to lean on him. To uh, get a point of view of this restaurant, I heard what he, I saw what he did, uh, how he ripped St. Louis and stuff like that. Like you just going around, the, you just going around the country, man, just 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 shitting on your people. You know what I'm saying? You proud of yourself about that? You yeah. you proud of yourself? And then you turn around doing bad business with your own people. Yeah. You're not producing and, and giving them the merchandise and, and the events that they uh, paying for. You you ripping them off. Like come on, man, get your shit together. Yeah, I think I'm. Uh, you know, it's it's tough for me, man. It's tough for me. Uh, I think the way he does it doesn't come out of a place of I'm, I want to help, I want to give back. It comes out of a place of hate, almost. Mm-hmm. You know, where you're like you shitting on these people, man. And mm-hmm. like like Jerry said, you know, this could be they last. You know, this could be they last. This could be they all their life savings put into something, and they trying their best. You know what I'm saying? They trying their best. There's a way that you could. Give constructive feedback and not just totally shit on them. Mm-hmm. I mean, just the way he does it kind of, you know, kills me. He just he does it in a way that is so disrespectful, and I think it's for the likes and it's for the views. Is why he does it that way. That's what I was gonna say. That's his gimmick. Yeah, yeah. If, yeah. He, if he softened it up, who watching? Who watching him? He ain't getting. He ain't getting paid. He comes on. People like to hear that toxic stuff. I, I don't disagree with that, Ant, but he's in such a place that he could uplift so many businesses. Like he, he has so many followers. He has so many people that rely on his advice. He could do a way better job uplifting, giving critique, uh, giving specific critique. He don't have to be as nasty as he is about right. it. That's that's yeah. what my thing is. He and he's killing. I mean, he's destroying yeah. these these businesses. I believe, based off what I heard a little bit, do you think he's asking for money for a good review? I don't think so, because I think he, I think he, I think he's a self. I think he's made a lot of money on what he do, but I don't know that. I don't think so. Because I just heard him say he ate a French fry and he gave it. Thumbs up, right? Yeah, he, he put some sauce on it. It was like from Harold's chicken. He was trying to make sure it was authentic because I think he's from Chicago. He's from Chicago. I don't know what where, where he was at when he was reviewing this. And he was just trying to see, I guess, if it compares to the Harold's chicken that, that he grew up eating in Chicago. And when he mm-hmm. took a bite out of the fry, he was like, oh, yeah, this is authentic. Yeah, man, get on with that. <laughs> <laughs> Stop. I, I, 
I think that's his gimmick as far as Think we I think I was just saying this that's his gimmick. And why he get his views, his likes, his followers. And being be hard bashing these businesses, black dog, that's how he get it. And people love to hear the hate. So that's why he just I don't I don't like his business plan. I would be able to sleep at night hating on all these businesses to get myself to come up. But Yeah, you say that for OnlyFans. <laughs> that's your come up. I just believe in karma. Man. I believe that, good, that good energy you put out, it comes back to you. And it's only a matter of time before it starts affecting his his own personal business and stuff like that, you know. Rod, I don't know how much you heard of the conversation, but we discussed this Darius Cooks. You got some thoughts on it? Um, no, I'm I'm really like I I kind of saw it from afar, but I guess my question, I'll pose this question. So do we owe it to ourselves as a people to not tear each other down like that in public? And, um, you know, do is do, is there like an unwritten code that we should be living by? Like, you know, hey, this shit might be garbage, but let me not tear another, you know, black person down. Right. For yeah, the- and, don't, and don't go out your way to do it. Rodney, I think you hit it right on the nose, man. You could be like, ah, it wasn't for me. Right. You know what I'm saying? Kept it moving. That wasn't that wasn't that wasn't the but he is he destroyed them. But I'm with you, Rodney. I think there's a way you could do it. You don't turn each other down. You just say, Oh, that wasn't for me. I didn't like that. So I you should try it though. Mm-hmm. Um, or or not get or not give your your honest opinion. Just like, hey, I'm in town, this is the spot I ate at, you know, this is the location. Could do that. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like you don't have to go, go in on them people, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, but uh, but there's two sides to that though. We gotta do better though, man. You that's know, right. we gotta do better too because you know there was a place that's posted that they opened at eleven. Man, they went open to like five o'clock. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> you gotta you gotta do better. I, um, I understand that we gotta keep this in, in house. You know what I'm saying? We gotta keep this shit amongst us. But uh-huh. if you go. Advertise your business, and you're gonna have food. You got to make sure that you you got the responsibility to make sure it's clean. You got to make sure to make sure your customer service on point. The food is almost the last thing, man. You got to make sure everything else, courtesy wise, is on point to me. You got to make sure you you open up on time. You got to make sure it's clean. You got to make sure your customer service on point. I think. But you got to make sure the stuff you got on the menu you have. Yes. Yeah. Just that kind of stuff, man. Just that kind of stuff. So, no. But I thought it was. I thought this was an interesting topic, man. Because I just, you know, do like Rodney said. Getting back to, do we owe it to our? Do we owe it to another small business that's trying to survive to to big up them? Or you know, we got to. Are we? Are we going? Are we going to be truthful or what? Don't right. Don't he owe it to tell his truth though? Yeah, you want him lying. So basically you want him lying. Nah, it's the difference between telling the truth and being flat out nasty and, and, and mean to, to, to a business. It's it's a difference between telling the truth and just being nasty and mean, you know. What were um what were the restaurants 
that he trashed? Uh, something called Kitchen uh, Soul, Creole Soul. He did Creole Soul. He did Kathy Kitchen, Kathy's Kitchen, which I I love Kathy's Kitchen. He did he did uh, uh, Catherine's Kitchen too. There's one called Kathy's Kitchen. One called Catherine something. It was about six restaurants that he did, but he was real. This one is called Neo Soul or Neo. Creole soul or neo soul. I mean, he lit up. He he told these people up, man. And uh, but he's done it. He's done it in Indy. He's done it in St. Louis. He's done it in uh, Virginia. So he's just going around, you know, doing only doing black businesses. Only doing black businesses. I'm only I'm I'm okay as long as he ain't lying about it. Okay, okay. I mean, that's it. But he don't he don't go to any other uh restaurants? Nope, just black businesses, just black owned restaurants. I think that's his niche. That's what he Oh, he wild to. as fuck then. Yeah. 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 He wild as fuck. Now I can see if he's you know, now if you're just if you cause it's cause now it just seems like you're just targeting targeting black businesses to bring down at that point. Yes. That's exactly what he's doing. So yes. but you know, yeah, and, and, he, and, and to his credit, he is giving some people some good reviews. But he's so nasty on his he's so nasty on his bad reviews. That's what's getting the spotlight. And like Anthony said, it might just be for the clicks. I don't know. Yeah, uh, he only getting black businesses. I'm okay with that because he trying to put he trying to get you some publicity. And believe it or not, bad or good, it'll make you want to go see now. Nah, not, not with food. Not with food. If 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 you if you cooking rice and somebody say that there's roaches in your food, ain't nobody going there to get the food. Let me see how big the roaches are in the rice. But see, that's why I asked, is he telling the truth? His opinion you can't Who didn't say it's best? You can't validate that, but it's the statement that he's he's making. On, on the little things, you know, we all we all feel different. Some people, I was reading a post. He he had like you you shouldn't have a restaurant and use canned vegetables. And I was reading the comments and and the thing people was going in in on it like you know, uh, fresh vegetables are very expensive and they're very difficult to get. Sometimes they're seasoned and stuff like that. So a lot of people had different opinions. A lot of other people was chiming in saying, you know, if, if you have a restaurant, you, you shouldn't be using can. I wouldn't have to. I shouldn't have to pay you double for something I got in my house. You know what I'm saying? All you're doing is warming it up. Mm-hmm. You bring you you step to the you step to the shelf, and if you this self-made millionaire and, and you, you create you you just tell them a better way on how they can go about it. When, when I watch, so, go ahead. so basically, he pulling the curtain. He he letting you behind the curtain. He like. Man, they clowning. They giving us canned vegetables and cheap food, and it ain't good. In his opinion. In his opinion. In his opinion. That's what he's doing. Yeah, in, a, in a nasty way. <laughs> in a nasty way. In a nasty way, man. I get it. All right. <laughs> All right, boys. This is enough with the Darius Cooks. Certified Lover Boy got a new album out. <laughs> For all my dogs, Drake came out with his album this week. Uh, he called some he called some strays. Joe Budden, you know, 
Joe Budden said, uh, Drake is making music for children. So the gist of what Joe Budden was trying to say is that his music is not his is not his age appropriate. So Drake is a 38-year-old man, but he said he's still out there, you know, writing for the teenagers, writing for the, the young 20s. You know, his lifestyle is for the 20-year-old. He says music is not growing with him. My question is, is that smart? Is that how he's staying relevant? What y'all feel? He done, he done made a ton of money. Is that what? Is that what he? So, what? How y'all feel about that? What's your thoughts on that? Drake, that that's a that's a hating comment. Drake has the longest run of any artist, hip hop artist that's active right now. I mean, some of his throwaway, some of his throwaway singles are hits that that's not on the current album. You know what I'm saying? Like he has channeled something that other men have failed to, or the other artists have failed to channel into the youth. That's that's just not easy to do. That's 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 a that's a thin line to have to walk. You know what I'm saying? To to channel that, you know, to have a song with Sexy Red that's a new artist. You know, coming up out of St. Louis to to throw her on your album. You know what I'm saying? To, to do we really want to claim her? Huh? I said, do we really want to claim her? Uh, you ain't got no choice, right? She she the hottest thing on the street. She popping. All you got to do is travel. Next time you travel, go out somewhere. You gonna hear "Sexy Red" and they gonna be they gonna be skied on that mud. You know? I wouldn't yeah. I wouldn't know it if I hear it. They love her in Atlanta. That's yeah, crazy. They love. Her. They love her, you know. But, but that, that, that's 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 my thought on that. You know, staying, like, is, it, is it is it his is that him staying relevant or is that just yeah. him making good music? Yeah, that's that's both. That's both. That's both because every artist can't pull that off. You don't right. want to hear Big Daddy Kane rapping with uh, Lil Uzi Vert. You know, it's like, come on, what you doing, Kane? You know, because we hold certain artists that that hit that that set a certain caliber. We hold them to a certain level and we kind of stunt their growth. You know what I'm saying? Whereas Drake is, on the other hand, has been a guy that has lent his his verse out to a, a new up and coming artist and then got them back on return. So he's he's riding away. You know what I'm saying? So, mm -hmm. you know. J Rock, you got some thoughts on this, Drake? Yeah, yeah. Joe Button is just expressing what a lot of people think. I was talking to my wife about it. She's a Drake fan and she made the point about how she likes the old Drake, not so much the newer Drake. I think Joe Button is just talking about growth in your music. As you get older, you expect your content to kind of change and grow up. It's like that maturation of Jay-Z where, you know, he was the dope boy. I got a, a point about Jay-Z, too. I think Jay-Z, this is a side topic we can probably get into sometimes later, but I think at his core, Jay-Z is probably more like a a player pimp type of rapper than a dope boy rapper to me. Maybe we can explore that later. You know, add on to that later. Shit, I lost my train of thought. What, what are we even talking about? Drake. What'd you Drake. He's just talking about growing up. Like, start with the kids shit. I have to agree. I listen to some of it. It's, it's just like this same old whining. There's no growth in it. So he has had a crazy run. But everybody's run comes to an end, and it might be coming to an end. It's yeah, kind of stale. After how many years? No, I'm not doubting his run. Run is crazy, but it has to end at some time. 
think it's it. You think it's it, huh, Jay? So what? He been, he been around for what? Ten years? Fifteen years? Was it two thousand like nine? Two thousand eight? Seven, eight, something like that. I yeah, think. 2000, maybe 2000. The run is crazy. His run is undeniable. Mm. Wow, what do you think? Um, I say do what works for you. You know, if you want to, if you want to rap for teenagers, and do that. Uh, if that helps, if that works for you, Too Short been rapping since '82, and he ain't changed his shit up one bit, and and he. You know, to me, whose career would you rather have? Two shorts or uh for some some you know, some rapper that was hot for you know, like I, I say who who was someone who was hot for like five years? I mean hot hot for five Chiggy. years. Chiggy. Oh mm, damn. That ain't no comparison. I, I was gonna say who would you rather be? Too short versus or Chingy, but that's not it. That's not a fucking <laughs> comparison. <laughs> but yeah, too short. He's done what he's done. Ain't changed up. It works for him to where to 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 uh to uh, Squeak's point. If we saw Big Daddy Kane out here doing a drill song, we would be like, "Wait a minute! Like, hold up! What the fuck you doing? You know?" Yeah. So you know, I you, you find your lane and shit. You ride that motherfucker till you can't ride it no more. I, I'm cool with it. So you so is his lane just whatever? Is his is his, is his lane? Is he that? Is he that? Is he yeah? That kind of, or he can do whatever. I can't see him coming out with some grown folk shit. Okay. You know, to me, he that's who he, that's who he is. A nigga that's gonna be you know. In his forties, in his fifties, unmarried, still trying to be the young nigga. Right, you guys. Joe Bun's point. Joe Bun's point is is kind of corny. Do you think it's corny? Even even though you say keep doing it, do you think it's corny? After what? a certain point. So like, so 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 um, Rodney, you should have used Joe Button. Do you want too short career? Or do you want Joe Button's career? I want too short's career. Exactly, and too short. Stay in his lane. You could you you can't say he's he you know tried to grow or mature with his audience. He's like fuck that bitch, <laughs> you know, all day. So and, and, and Joe Budden can actually rap. I like Joe Budden. He can rap, but where he went in his career, I don't know. Shit, you know what I'm saying? I can't say he matured with his music. You know what I'm saying? Because he had a point where he don't make music no more. Cause and and to, and, to, and and I'm gonna be totally honest. I don't like it when these niggas do that shit. We do what? Like grow up and want to make mature music. I don't like it. Okay. Like uh, there's two people like Ludacris. I used to fuck with Ludacris, but that nigga grew up and I'm like, eh, I don't fuck with him. <laughs> Pi is another one. Like he he want to get mature and shit. Like nah, I don't fuck with him. Like that might be the 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 the, the asshole in me, but I don't want to see Don. Don't grow up. Like, just just keep rapping what you rapping. Oh, man. Just keep doing your shit, nigga. <laughs> you okay? Kind of like if that's what you do, keep doing. 
If that's how, if that's how you, if that's what you came in doing, keep doing it. I don't want to see no. You didn't got forty, and now you trying to do something different. That ain't what I liked about you at the beginning. Right. Just keep doing. Keep giving me what I want. Don't give me what I don't want. Look, so. Jay Z was still talking dope rap. Yeah, his age. You wouldn't think yeah. that was corny. You'd be like, "Keep going, keep going." Keep yeah. going. So, so no. see, I think I think that's what happened to Rick Ross. Oh, that no boy. You think Rick corny now? It's not that I think he corny. I don't. I don't think it. And I'm a Ross fan, man. I'm a Ross fan. I don't think it matured well because it, it, same thing with Pusha T. It's only so long you're gonna be talking about, you know what I'm saying? This this drug, this drug game stuff, and but, you ain't no boss. But how how long can you listen to Jay Z talk about art? Like I can't li- I can't listen to that shit. If that nigga say Basquiat one more time, it's like come on, chill with that shit. Yeah, like, yeah, you can tell it's, it's it's coming to the end. So to me, and I'm gonna let me just speak for me. Like, we're in our mid-40s, we're children and married and all that, but we still ratchet in our heart. Mm-hmm. We still got that ratchetness. Mm-hmm. So, okay, I live I live a normal life. Sometimes I don't want to hear that shit. Give me some, you know, give me that real shit. Can you spit that shit you spit in 99? Like, don't talk to me about no fucking art. Fuck that. Tell me about dope. Tell me about bitches. Tell me about, you know, the block. And I'm not going to judge you. I'm not going to say, oh, man, this nigga ain't showing no growth. Like, nah, fuck that. He entertaining me. Well, I like how Scarface do it. He raps hardcore mature. And I love it about Scarface. I think what about Snoop? Huh? Snoop. Snoop a character. He's, he's, a, he's, a, he's a, yeah, he's a Character, character, for chisel manizzle. He just, he just something else, man. He just, like Snoop. he just, father. It was, was the changing point in that nigga's life. Like <laughs> he, he was the rawest thing out. He was bigger than Tupac. Yeah. He was bigger than any rapper. Yeah. And then he dropped the Dog Father, and it all went down from there. Now yeah. I know he. Music now, now now outside of music, he's you know fucking yeah like Shaq like Shaq's everywhere, Snoop's everywhere. Yeah, but, but musically, the Dog Father killed that dude, man. He's never been able to bounce back from that. And that's when you that's how you know Suge didn't know what he was doing because he shouldn't have made him do no album under those circumstances because he was he was battling a murder trial and he's not Tupac. Tupac lived for those kind of moments and, and you know that 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 chaos. He could he could take that and fuel that. Snoop was a, a whole different whole different animal. But how know? could I mean? But even still, how good of an album could he do with no Dre? Me? Yeah, I go. You gonna hate I mean, he, he got dancing. What's up with the Huh? No limit record. I never heard it. If you like doggy style, you you that's that's all that's all dance. But no limit record was good. 
not the first one. Not the, the last first deal, one, right? No, not the last. The one with bitch please on it. No, uh, that's uh, that's the box. Yeah, uh, no limit top dog. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, yeah. but that, but that went back to West. They had more West Coast type of mm-hmm. flavor to it. I get it. So that, so that's where that's where he kind of made a bounce back. But you know, is yeah. is the dog father the worst sophomore album? Well, we, we have to pose that on the next question. Is that the worst sophomore album by a big artist ever? Yeah. It would be, but, but he has a he 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 has an excuse. He had murder, a murder. murder was the, murder murder was the case was after Dog Father. No, that's the soundtrack. That's, that's, soundtrack. that's on the first album. So we ain't. That's, so we don't we don't count that as a, we don't count that as his album. No, no, okay. I got you. All right, well, yeah, we'll get back to that one day. We do. Like, I want to that. see this this damn last question we got. Like, where the fuck did did did, did the blade put that question? In? <laughs> no, that's that's just, I'm gonna end. I, I'm gonna end this topic and we'll go to that last question. So the, the the this topic was my wife brought this up. She said she's getting tired of Drake. He needs to grow up. He's running around with these goddamn bullets and, and colored nails. He's like, he's like, that nigga needs to grow up and start. So I'm like, yeah, if, so if the women are starting to turn against him, you, you may be right. He, his clock, he may be on the clock. He may be on the clock. I agree. Your age should dictate. Your, I think Joe Budden had a good point. I don't think it was true hate. I think your age... And how you grow, you should experience more. You should have more to say, in my opinion. So this happens every Drake album, though. I appreciate growth. I appreciate you talking about something new. I appreciate your new spin on life. So I think I'm opposite from what Rodney was what Rodney was saying. So. All right. Last topic. I lost all money over the weekend. I lost a lot of money. <laughs> Mainly because of these 49ers. And I thought, and I and I scrambled my I'm gonna let Ant lead this discussion, but I'm gonna I scrambled my head trying to think about the last 10 years. Just the last 10. Is this the best football team? And I know they ain't won shit yet. They've been there, but is this the best team? In the last ten years, can you name a better team in the last ten years? I couldn't. I wanted to see what y'all can do. I'll start this off. Heck yeah, there's yeah. better teams in the last ten years. Name one. The Rams team that won the Super Bowl. What the the nineteen ninety nine? I mean, not the nineteen ninety nine. Nah, the, the, the recent one. The recent Rams team that won the Super Bowl. No way. No way. Yeah. No way. Yeah. One of the Kansas City teams. Yeah. No way. Um, I ain't going to give you Tampa because I don't believe that they was. It's been better teams in the last 10 years. Yeah, last year, Eagles. No. Eagles didn't win last year. The shit they was better than the, they was better than the 49ers? Nah. They beat the every 49ers. Team, every team that won a Super Bowl the last ten years are better than uh the 49ers. Yeah. What hold on? I don't say every team. See, but see. it's just 
said they too incomplete. Your your question is still too incomplete. Mm-hmm. Because we they still won the big game, but they've been to the big game the last four out of the last four years. They've been to the big game what three? No, and they had three different they they had different quarterbacks to do. It's look. So here, let me let me explain my thought process on this. Let me explain my. You can name an all-pro player at every level on the 49ers team. Yeah. Every layer. You yeah. have a pro player, a, pro, a, 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 a all-pro player. Mm-hmm. That has never been done. That's never happened. My, my 19 Rams, we had two standouts and we had a decent quarterback and a, and a left tackle. That's it. This 49er team, they got somebody. They got an All Pro on the line. They got an All Pro linebacker. They got an All Pro secondary. They got an All Pro running back. They got an All Pro tackle. They got an All Pro every level on the field. They got an All Pro receiver. They coaches considered the best, one of the best coaches. Their quarterback is the only inconsistent piece, and now it's become consistent. You cannot name a team that had all these All Pros. You cannot. <laughs> It sounds good, said, but you still got to win and shit. And in 10 years, they won their their last 14 games. That don't mean shit. They they won their last nine by 30 plus. That don't mean shit. What? Who they? They they lost to the Eagles on on, on a bad call. On a bad (laughs) call. Yeah. That's the only year way they lost. That, the year before that, they lost to year before Tampa that. Bay. Year before that, they lost to Tampa Bay. Year before right, that. That's before, the, the reason why we say that, they lost to the Rams the year before that. Yeah. Right. So, the only reason I say that, that they not done yet, is because we still got question mark on the quarterback. And the quarterback is the most important person. On the football team, what you what you questioning? It's just week five, said. But what you questioning? The question, the question. He's in the. Tell me what you questioning. You questioning if he get hit hard, will he get the fuck up? Yeah, he got hit hard against Dallas. They hit the shit out of him in Dallas. I mean, he got put on. He was he was pressured. So, but the question is still gonna be. In a tight game against a good team, can he do it? Does it necessarily? So far, they've been no tight games. They've been blowing people out. Right, and that's that what they're trying to. They're trying to. That's what they're trying to keep. They're that trying says to keep that, that, that says about your team. It's the best team. It's the best team. It's the best team right now. Oh. But isn't the ultimate goal or the measurement stick to win the championship? Yes. Yeah. But they have. They haven't won the Super Bowl. But they have. The last three years, they've been the they've been the top four team the last three years. So if you ask your question, if the 49ers the best team in the last decade, my answer is no, because Kansas City in the last 10 years have been consistent getting back there. And they made it to the big dance. Now out of that time, out of them 10 years. They've been to the Super Bowl, if if my memory serves me correctly, three times, and they're and they're two and one. Yep. And I think the the years, the 49ers ain't been one time. Now they got close, but they, they ain't been, been one time. They've been once. Yeah, they Kansas City beat us. 
Oh, shit, I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Yeah, Jimmy G's player. I'm tripping. I'm tripping. Yeah, yeah. Right. I'm going to just say that Kansas City team, when they had Tyreek Hill and all them, that one, I can't remember which year, that Kansas City team was loaded. So the Niners right now, they have one of the most complete teams that we've seen because they have skill at every level. Right. Um, but this this all didn't come together this year. It's been it's been years. It's it's, it's been a process in the making. Yeah. But I can't I can't say they. Are, I I can say they're one of the most complete teams. Can't say they're the best. Cause last time I checked, the Forty Nine still haven't won a Super Bowl since '94. Right. Mm-hmm. So until they until they check that off, check that off. I won't say best, but right now on paper, they are they have one of the most complete teams that that you you've you've seen in the last ten years. I'll I'll, I'll take the that. Quarter, the quarterback is a big thing, though. See, it is a big thing, but the quarterback is answered. The quarterback question is answered. Nah, I wouldn't say that. Why? I mean, why? Because you don't know what he can do. Yes, you do. He looks good right now. He absolutely know what he can do. He done did it. He done did it. He done did it nine straight games. I mean, so let, let's let's talk about you saying they going to the Super Bowl. You say that again. You you saying they going to the Super Bowl? Guaranteed? Hell yeah, they going to the Super Bowl. Let's put ten on it. Let's put ten on it. Right, you got it. You got it. Put ten on it. You anybody else want it? You got it. That was a sucker bet. Choose who to finish up that ten man. You, but, you want something, man? I'm a 49er fan, man. Just yeah. Yes or no? Just yes yeah. or no? I'm a cash out from 10 too, and I'll All take right. it. That's easy money. All but right. I'm going to just say it like this. Yes, they are the, one of the most complete teams, and it seems like they got everything working right now. But it's still, we haven't seen a play. Philadelphia again, and Philadelphia is a team right now. Philadelphia and them, it's about matchups. Mm-hmm. It's about matchups. The what last... the 49ers struggle against is them damn mobile quarterbacks. Well, I'm going to tell you this. The last time they had Philadelphia on the ropes. Well, I know, yeah, they... Philadelphia they, they, a swerve call, a swerve catch at the goal line, and your quarterback blew a blue quarterback shoulder. What game? What game was this? The, the NFC Championship. When Devontae Smith made that catch on the one or on the one yard line or something. Brock that Purdy got hurt in the like the first series, didn't he? Who? Yeah. Who? Yeah, Purdy got hurt in the first series. Yeah. That's what I said. Yeah, and they they didn't have well, a that game. That, that game wasn't in question after that. Yeah, well, huh? They had Christian McCaffrey at quarterback. How was that game in question? We were in the first. I don't understand. What are you saying? 
Yeah. When was Eddie? That was how was that? I mean, I must be remembering the game wrong because when was Eddie? was hurt in the first couple no, of series. They got a bad call. 49ers got a bad call against them on that on that on that bomb that he that shouldn't have been it should have been an incomplete pass. So it was a close game. Then the first yeah, time. That was the first. That was the first. And then, and then the fourth string quarterback dropped the ball on the on the on the snap. Yeah, and it kind of like kind of went downhill. It was it was a bunch of. That's the last time they lost, right? That's the last time they lost. I think I'm on. I think when when that time roll around, I think I'm on. I'm gonna ride with the Eagles. Okay. I, be like they don't play in the regular season. It'll be it'll be fall of the marbles. That's like, what I said. I, I, I think like I'm gonna roll with the Eagles. Like the Niners. I hate the Niners actually, but I gotta give I gotta give. Hey, I put my bet in. Shit. <laughs> All right, Jared, you got anything to add to this? He sleep. <laughs> Free key for me. <laughs> so I mean, I said you got anything to add to the Forty Niners and the. Uh, Second best team, you got to win the Super Bowl multiple times. You can't win it once. You got to win multiple multiple times. That's last my last point. They've been NFC Championship game, Super Bowl, NFC Championship game, and they're going to run away with the NFC this year. They're the best team on paper. They're the best team in real life. I just I, I never seen bar, bar, bar injury. Yes. Okay. Bar injury yes. it's been a Philly. Philly the only team that got a chance at Clipper. So so are you saying are y'all talking 17 and 0? I'm talking 17 and 0. I think they can go 17 and 0. No way. Hey, shit. I was no gonna way. bet. I was I gonna bet who was gone. I think they can. They, no, I mean, they can, but they won't. They won't, cause it's uh, some swerve always gonna happen. You know, yeah, gonna be a swerve cool, game. Cool, cool. They're gonna, lose, they're bro. gonna lose. They're gonna lose. Uh, one game to Seattle. Could be. Could that's be. Gonna, that's somebody like they gonna end up getting them a, a, a division opponent. Philly, Philly, Philly plays them hard though. Philly yeah. plays them. They don't play around and get them. You never know. They struggle. I mean, they struggle with the Rams in the first game. But sure, the Rams play. That's how they just play each other like that, man. It's just they. They're they going to beat us. They're going to eventually beat us, but we'll swerve them a little bit. Yeah, yeah. They're they going to beat y'all because nobody, none of y'all want to tackle Debo. Yes. That's <laughs> that's that's a big piece. <laughs> none, of you, none of them want any of that. No, no smoke. We don't want no smoke with Debo. All right, boys. All right, boys. We at the end of the show. Yeah, yeah. I know how we end every show. Before we start our swerps of the week, please like. Follow, subscribe, everywhere you can get your podcast, Pod Deep Podcast. We're going to start off with these swerps of the week. Jared, you got your swerp of the week on deck? Uh, Drake making these teeny bop ass songs. What if Michael Jackson <laughs> kept doing all? I'll be there his whole damn career. <laughs> Grow up. Too old for shit. Tell you right, you're right. Hey, you got a serve of the week for us? Yeah. Cedric Montgomery for thinking oh. the damn Cowboys had a chance against them Knights. <laughs> Swerp of the value, swerp of the week. That's a swerp of the year right there. That was so terrible. God damn. That was so terrible. Squeak, what you got? I got Mike McCarthy as my swerp of the week, man. You know, like 
you got rid of your offensive coordinator and you came out there and you didn't have your team ready for, for, for your biggest test and they got their ass whooped, only put 10 points on that defense and just the offense just looked like shit. So that's, that's, that's my score for the week, Mike McCarthy. Terrible. Terrible. What about you, Ryan? Uh, I'm going to go with Jamel Charlo. Oof. Oh, my God. That he's a swerp. I know it wasn't this week, but he's the swerpiest because that effort he gave against um Canelo. I mean, so, and this it's I'm getting off topic, but is Canelo that powerful, that strong, that good? Because man, it's it's a lot of fighters that he make look like that. Like yeah, the the Russian the Russian dude. Um, I always thought that was a cover. I always thought that was a fixed fight. You know, yeah. like damn, just you, you, he make every every damn near everybody he fight. He make them timid. Like is he is he that strong? Right. Like is he that good? Like damn. But um, Charlo, yeah. Charlo, you know, he didn't try. Like he he was there just just to make a you know get out safe. No, what about it's different. When you get in the ring and you feel that power. That's a fact. You have to Charlo, he didn't know until he got in that ring mm-hmm. and he felt it. He like, whoa, I wasn't ready for this. I'm and at this point, Rodney, but I went back and looked at that fight and, and what Ann saying is motherfucker true. He was out the ring for 16 months. Moved up two weight classes. Once he felt how strong Canelo was, there wasn't nothing he could do. He was, shit, he was he was fighting to survive. Yeah. So, so be like, I'm just trying to make it twelve. His mindset went, forget winning. I'm just not trying to get knocked out. And when he landed punches, it didn't do nothing to Canelo. Really did. Like the more he would have threw, he would have got his ass clipped. So, so, but, th- but, where? At what point does? I don't know. I guess. And, and listen, I guess. I guess it's. I mean, and, the, me, and the thing is, he didn't have to win the fight. All he had to do was survive because he don't lose his belt. And I, I, I kept thinking back, like, why the hell he keeps saying that if he won, he was going back down to 154? He already had that in his mind. He so I got a question. Go ahead. I got a question. What made y'all think he was going to win? He's tall. Who, who said he was going to win? Yeah. I thought he was going to punch his chance. I personally, but ain't he the big? Ain't he the bigger person though? Ain't he the no. bigger person? He just taller. Okay, he wasn't bigger. He wasn't because nah. I just thought I thought in my mind maybe because he was taller, I thought he was the bigger person. But quite, nah. from, I mean, Canelo when he so got there, I'm, I'm asking, what made you think he was gonna win? I just thought he had a punch. So one thing you got to realize if you could think back to the fight. When, when Charlo would miss, Canelo would move the hell up out the way. Canelo took him serious. Like, even though Canelo's bigger than him, he took him real serious. He didn't, he didn't light up on him. Like, mm-hmm. he, took, could, he took Jamel's power seriously, and he used the defense. He kept his hands up. He didn't play around with him. So he didn't give Jamel no kind of chance to get no kind of lucky shot in on his ass, and he just bullied him. He punished him, you know. Oh, so, so... You get in, you train, you do all this shit to get in the ring, and then you get hit one time, and it's like, okay, that's over with. I just want to make twelve. I just want to make it to the end of the fight. 
to me, like that that's like why the fuck I don't I mean I couldn't live my life that way. But but see that's I think the way people re- remember people used to do that with Tyson. They be like, oh, oh it ain't that after they hit him, their whole mindset to change. I, I think Charles situation bums, is different. Those were bums that he fought. Yeah, this dude supposed to be I a legit. I think Charles situation eight, is different. Eight, they eight, brought eight. him to fight. He, this ain't no fight that he was planning for. They brought him to fight from for, from his brother. So yeah, because he didn't earn it. He, he didn't earn it. What fight. Jamel? Was, this was Jamel. This, yeah, that's Jamel that fought, but Jamal was the Jamal one is the one. bigger one, right? Yeah, he the bigger one. He okay. the one at one sixty. So he stepped up to take the fight on because, I mean, both of them been out the ring. Shit, Jamel, I mean, Jamal's been out the ring down there uh, two to three years. But I got more respect for, um, I got more respect for Amir Khan. Oh, you do? Yeah. What happened to him when he got in there? He stepped up and got his ass knocked out. He didn't just sit there and, he didn't sit there and just be like, I can't win. I'm not going to do shit. He tried. And he got knocked out. That's the difference. See, Canelo let American take the lead in the fight. He tricked him. He made him believe that this motherfucker was winning. All he was doing was 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 timing him and getting that shit together. He didn't he didn't approach Jamel like that. He didn't let he didn't let Jamel hit him not one motherfucker time. He was just blocking and catching, you know, and bullying him. So when Jamel felt his power, like man, he put Jamel in the headlock with one arm. I was like, "Damn, he's strong." He little, he little boy is. <laughs> yeah, that's that's. I was like, "Shit!" I know. I kept saying he he was fighting scared, but she didn't. At the end of the day, if you know somebody stronger than you, y'all got about the same speed. He bigger than you. You really ain't finna fight. So you basically saying Spence gonna win against Crawford if they ever fight? If if they fight at one fifty four, he has a better chance. You know, he if go, he comes back, he's gonna, he gonna go bankrupt on that goddamn spin. <laughs> I'm all invested. Oh, that's silly looking motherfucker. Make sure you hit me up. Come on, <laughs> <I'm, laughs> our best still, our, my, our best still good. Me, me and uh, J Rock best still good. Y'all good? All right. Hey, but I swear for the week, this boy on my favorite NBA team, he said his goal is to play all 82 games. Can y'all guess? He gonna fuck around, miss the first game. <laughs> glass, is it Mr. Glass? It's the glass. He gonna fuck around, miss the first game. Why? Glass Joe AD. Say, Man. Say, I got around, it's twist the ankle in 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 preseason and miss the first two or three games. I got whatever's in my bank account that he don't play all eighty two. Oh my god! So boy, he just he just gets me frustrated, man. So. That's my slurp of the week. Like, come on, man. Why would you even say some scoop dicky or <laughs> shit like that? So, no, Rodney, he'll finish the first, he'll make the first game, but game two, he'd been a tweak the ankle or sprain the knee and he'll be out two, three weeks. I'm saying, I'm, I'm, I, I got, what, well, how many games? They, they just played their first two preseason games. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm. He yeah, don't play like twelve minutes. Something gonna happen. He ain't gonna make it through the preseason. Yeah, something gonna happen. I know. Yeah, yeah. So, all right, I'm I, I gotta give an honorable mention, swerp of the week, to uh, Micah Parsons. He said that they was close. 
So that's an honorable slump of the week. He said that that game was close. That they, that the two teams is equal. Micah said, y'all, y'all, y'all got to see them again. That's what Micah said. Y'all don't want that smoke next time. That's what he said. Yeah, they did a nub on him. You saw what Debo said, right? <laughs> yep. Yeah. Debo said, nah, that ain't happening. Like, you don't want that smoke. It's, right. it's going to be worse. You don't want that. Because <laughs> they, they called the dogs off in the fourth quarter. They did. They really did. All right, boys, that brings us to the end of this episode 42 of the Pod Deep Podcast. Like I said, please like, subscribe, and follow us on any way you get your podcast. We out. Y'all have a good night. Peace. Peace. <laughs>